technology has betrayed me so many times. You know, I I called my friend in tears a couple of days ago going, everything failed. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. What do I do? He's like, you're fine. You're going to be fine. breathe. <laughs> Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Antisocial Studies. Uh, today, you are going to hear a conversation between yours truly and my wonderful AP U.S. history teacher turned friend, Kathy Cluck. Uh, by that, I mean she was literally my AP U.S. history teacher in high school, and she is currently on hashtag the Great American History Road Trip, hashtag longest hashtag of all time. And so I checked in with her in Weehawken, New Jersey, and we talked a little bit about the duel between Hamilton and Burr and the super sad tragedy of the rest of Burr's life. So I hope you enjoy. My name is Kathy Cluck. I am an AP US, AP European history teacher at Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Go Shaps. Go Shaps. <laughs> Um, and I'm Emily Glinkler. I graduated from Westlake High School, where Miss Cluck was my AP US history teacher. Uh, and I'm now also an AP US, AP world history teacher in Austin at the Griffin School. Go Griffins! I don't think we have a mascot. <laughs> we don't play football. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously you're not in Austin right now. Nope, this is not Austin behind me. That is the Manhattan skyline. I am currently in Weehawken, New Jersey. And if you know anything about your history nerdiness like I do, Weehawken is the site of the Alexander Hamilton Aaron Burr duel. Um, I am currently on a, I'm, I've, I've dubbed it the Great American History Road Trip, um, which a friend of mine says that I just use the longest hashtags ever. And <laughs> Great American History Road Trip, I decided that if we were going to be remote for three weeks, that what if I, as a history teacher, just taught history from the places where history happened? So I had this crazy idea on a Friday night at like 9.30, and I texted my boss, my principal, Steve Ramsey. He was like, I love it. Figure it out. Um, and I'm like, this is nuts. And he said, I know, but figure it out. I think it's great. And two weeks later, I loaded up my little SUV and hit the road and drove to the East Coast from Austin over the period of several days. Um, I've been in Jamestown, Virginia, the first American colony. I was in Yorktown, which is the final battle of the revolution, where America got American. Um, <laughs> I, I was in Colonial Williamsburg, which was hysterical because of all the people walking around in their Williamsburg colonial garb, and even their masks were period specific. So, like, I had my mask on, and they had this nice gingham something that would match their colonial outfits. Um, I went. To, they were like so prepared for this pandemic. Uh, you would think. Williamsburg was like, we've been living like this for decades. For sure. And the craziest <laughs> thing was when I was in Jamestown, I just sort of set up camp in Jamestown all day. And one of the things that killed all the early settlers was they got malaria because it's kind of low and swampy and I'm on the James River. And I'm not kidding. By the end of the day, I am slapping mosquitoes away and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel it. I feel yeah. what the settlers went through. I get why y'all all died of malaria. 
It was like the dumbest place to settle, right? It was like yeah. the dumbest place to choose. They it, could have chosen almost anywhere in the Americas and they were right. like, this swamp looks nice. This swamp where there's mosquitoes and it's not even necessarily great for farming, but we'll figure that out later. And we have to bring yeah. in slaves because we don't want to do it ourselves. Sure, let's set up camp there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we can talk about Jamestown, a whole, a whole other thing on <laughs> Jamestown. That's a whole other like story. <laughs> They like searched for gold instead of planting yes. crops. And then they were like, shoot, we're going to starve. It was bad. Yeah. It, apparently, John Smith was like, dude, there's not gold in Virginia. Y'all better get your crap together or you're going to die. Yeah. I remember when I was researching for a podcast on the colonial Americas um, that I read on James, John Smith's resume. It was like very few settlers died of starvation under his rule, which was like a point of pride. <laughs> Not none, just very few. But then anyway. it's like, what is wrong with them? Plant the food, yeah. people. You don't have an HUB. Plant the food. Thank God for Pocahontas. Thank God. Yeah. Women save um, again. So anyway, I'm now in Weehawken, New Jersey. I spent a day in Washington, D.C. Um, and I've made my way to New Jersey. And from here on, I'm going to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for a little Civil War action. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrong on so many levels. And then, and then who knows? Every I'm kind of calling it on the fly right now. But, you know, I realized it was funny because we were talking the other day and you were telling me that when you were teaching in front of the Lincoln Memorial, they were doing like sound checks right. and you had to leave. And I didn't realize that was for the March on Washington. It was for the March on Washington. And I didn't realize it was the March on Washington until that night. And I was looking at stuff about March on Washington. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's right. It was on this date. And yeah. I, I just happened to be there. I thought it was a Black Lives Matter rally. But it, right. it was an, on the anniversary. It was another March on Washington. And, and it was the day after I was in D.C. And I'm just like... Yeah. I, there's a part of me that wishes I would have stayed and a part of me that's like, I'm really trying to avoid crowds. So um, I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to be safe. I, yeah. you know, so I, I, I probably wouldn't have gone, but it, that's what the sound check was for. Yeah. I think the, I think what was funny when I realized that was thinking about you as a U.S. history teacher, just complaining to your kids about like, these dudes just keep interrupting my <laughs> class. And like, imagine some teacher in like the 60s that was like, some dude keeps talking about a dream and I'm just trying to teach my class. <laughs> dude, Mr. King, Dr. King, can you just bring it down a little bit? I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach you a history here, please. Can you stop? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're at the place where Hamilton shot Burr. Yes. Um, which I know from the musical Hamilton. Yes. I, I knew it at some point. I'm sure you taught it to me at some point. And I knew Hamilton died in a duel, but that was all I knew. And so all I really know is from what's in the musical, Hamilton. But I did a ton of research on Burr's post-murderer life, mm -hmm. and it's dark. It's really fascinating. And, and the crazy part, so just very quick background for those who haven't seen the musical. A, you need to see the musical because it's amazing. Um, but B, Hamilton was brilliant just brilliant and um was this prolific intellectual genius who who used his time his his short life used it well um he is the architect of the american financial system he is the first secretary of the treasury he is the reason why america sort of focused in its early years on um 
industry and factories as opposed to agriculture, which is what Thomas Jefferson wanted. Um, uh, Jefferson was more for, I mean, Hamilton was more forward thinking, I think. Um, and, and our country as a country today would not be the way it exists were it not for him. He was never president. Um, he was killed too early. Um, and, and he has this super interesting personal life as well as his professional life. But what caused this duel was that uh, in the election of 1800, he essentially criticized um, Tom, um, sorry, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr was running yeah. for the presidency against Thomas Jefferson. Um, uh, Hamilton did not like Jefferson. They had agreed fundamentally on sort of every political principle. Um, and and Hamilton actually came out in support of Jefferson over Burr. And then Hamilton, after Jefferson won the election, Hamilton continued to criticize Burr publicly um, and Burr challenged him to a duel. And yeah. The rules of duels at the time were that true gentlemen accepted the challenge that they would meet on the dueling grounds and fire in the air and purposely miss. And that way, their manhood was intact and they could still say that they didn't back down from the challenge to their honor, Ugh. but then they weren't a murderer. And in this particular case, um, it, obviously we don't know everything totally for sure, but Hamilton allegedly fired in the air, Burr fired at Hamilton, um, and Hamilton later died of that wound. Burr yeah. at the time, this is, this is the part that's crazy and this is what I wanna turn over to you. He was the sitting vice president of the United States when this happened. So the sitting vice president of the United States committed murder and then went on the run. Like, yes, he was fleeing murder charges. So Hamilton he went West. Yes. Hamilton died and Burr is now charged with murder. The sitting vice president of the United States is charged with murder and flees. Yeah. And we think we're, we're in like this crazy world right now. Yeah, it's like, uh, fake news. Of, yes, all of the crazy that we're watching. It, yeah. Like, that's one thing I've sort of learned from this, this whole trip so far is I've, I've gone to Civil War stuff and colonial stuff and the World War II Memorial and the Vietnam Memorial. And, and I'm like, we think we have it bad now. And we do, absolutely. But we've come back from worse. And we've been a hot mess since the very beginning. Yeah. That's what I tell my students. I'm like, we, I literally just finished teaching my kids about like the colonies. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is I'm like, we were a hot mess from the very beginning. Like Puritans were like religious freedom, but only for us. And yes. like in Jamestown, they settled in a swamp and looked for gold. And like, and even after the revolution, like it made no sense that we would all become one country. Right. We were like 13 different governments yeah. and 13 different cultures and like, yeah, we've been we've been a mess from the beginning. This yeah. is nothing new. Yeah, yeah, and and which I, is comforting. I don't know. Comforting in a weird sort of yeah, like just keep poking the bruise way. Um, mm -hmm. It's like okay, it's still there. We're okay. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> we've gone oh, through this stuff before, but yeah, yeah. The other thing too that I was looking at, so like, because this the duel happened in eighteen oh four. I think so. Burr was the vice president under Jefferson. And then when Jefferson was running for re-election, he was like, I'm going to change the rules to where I can pick my own VP. Right. So I don't have to pick, be with Burr. Right. So Burr already, like Burr is just constantly like rejected yes. by the founding fathers. Mm -hmm. And so then he's like, great, I'll run for governor of New York. 
And so it was during that election that Hamilton, people kept asking Hamilton, like, because he was in New York, right. like, and he kept saying, like, nope, no, nope. I think Burr's garbage yeah. and, like, should not be. So it was that. It was, like, he'd been rejected by Jefferson as his VP again. Mm -hmm. And then he hopes Hamilton will, like, support him, mm -hmm. and Hamilton doesn't. Right. And so he just, yeah, he kind of, like. He ha it's loses. enough. And, and he yeah. challenges Hamilton to this duel. And it's just, like, Hamilton was writing nasty stuff about, about him. And, like, I've been doing this for years. And fine, let's just, let's just do this. The thing I think that Lin-Manuel Miranda got really right from what, what little I know about this is like the pettiness mm -hmm. between them. Like, like Hamilton was a genius, but also like couldn't help himself. He was like one of those kids that's like so much smarter than everyone else, yeah. but like doesn't necessarily know when to just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. you know I mean? like, we all know you're smarter yes. than everyone else, but like you don't always have to prove you're smarter yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. And Burr is like one of those that just now. wants to be in and like can't figure out why people don't like him. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally true. Exactly. It. So Burr, when he, he flees, okay, uh -huh. I'm gonna have to read off some of this because it's, it's insane. It's insane. So, so Burr, um, he leaves the vice president presidency at the end of his term, which I guess means he finished out his term as vice president. I really, well, he fled, I think he was on the run when he was finishing out his term as vice yes. president. So he fled to like South Carolina, these other places. Right. He took, well, there was a murder charge against him. So there's this right. murder charge against him and he's finishing out his term and he goes on the run and he runs to the South where I think his daughter lived. Um, and then, then you right. pick up the story. Well, yeah. And it's funny cause I'm seeing like, he never went back to New York or New Jersey cause that's where the murder charge was, but he did eventually go back to Washington DC to finish out his term as vice president, that's, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, well, as long as I don't step into New York, I'm fine. But then, so then when his, he's done as vice president, he goes west, right? Jefferson had just purchased Louisiana from right. Napoleon. And here's where it's like murky because there's, there's two stories and one is, one is Burr's the evil dude and one is Burr's the victim. Uh -huh. And so he starts going out west and as he's going, he's gathering settlers. He's like, I'm going to create a settlement in this new Louisiana territory. Um, a lot of people think he kind of wanted to be sort of like a dictator of some new settlement. Mm -hmm. um, and so he ends up down in Louisiana and he ends up with a bunch of armed men, sort of a militia. He says to protect himself from Native Americans and the Spanish who still control Texas, mm -hmm. but other people say to try to conquer Mexico. Right. So he goes down to Louisiana and he, what it seems to me is that he seemed to think that there was going to become a war between the United States and Spain. And then he'd be right there on the border where he could like become a hero. But that didn't, that didn't happen. They ended up, we ended up signing like, oh no, there's police in New Jersey. They're after Burr. They're still looking for him. <laughs> like I heard his name. Excellent sound effect. <laughs> the Warren is still out. So, so he's in Louisiana and I think he thought, like war with Spain was imminent because we were having these disputes, uh -huh. but then we settle it with a treaty right. and we don't go to war. Right. And so now he's like, well, this was going to be, I think this was going to be my way to like get back in the good be graces of being a hero. Yeah. yeah. So while he's down there too, he's sort of like gathering this militia and kind of poking at the border with Spain. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, Andrew Jackson, because of course, is like war with Spain. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> So, so he's writing out. letters to Burr. He's just like ready. Jackson's like pops up anywhere. It's like, are we fighting the Spanish? And so 
he like is messaging Burr, sending messages and is like, hey, I'll back you up if you need it. So Burr, I think, wants this war. Right. He, he claims, because the other thing world history wise is the Mexican Revolution is rising. Right. Right. The Mexican Revolution that kicks out the Spanish is going to happen in a few years. Right. And so he also wants to maybe capitalize on that. So he's saying, I want to go into Texas and support the revolutionaries, mm-hmm. which in this case mean a lot of white settlers in Texas. But right. still. Right. But then there's all this murkiness about that he maybe wanted to be king of yes. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, that's my understanding. I think he wanted to be king of somebody. And when it wasn't going to happen in America, he took that opportunity. There's this new Western territory. Initially, um, I think there, there, was, there were plans by him to... Um, have that new Louisiana Purchase Territory to secede, and he would be the leader of that. So he was trying to organize secession for that Western Territory, um, which is treasonous. Uh, yes. And and then <laughs> BT dubs. And then there's also this other. Like I think he just wanted that position of power, and he never got it. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is it. It again the pettiness. it's no coincidence that it's like this was Jefferson's crowning achievement that he got Louisiana and then Burr's like fine you don't want me as VP I'm gonna go take over it and become king of that land or whatever yeah exactly dude yeah so he goes and then of course he's so he then he realizes the war's not coming he realizes oh shoot I maybe have committed treason now (laughs) in addition to killing Hamilton oops (laughs) and so he starts fleeing towards Spanish Florida Mm -hmm. but he gets caught in Alabama now Alabama and he's confined to a fort and he's like put on trial and so this is the part that's really interesting so he's put on trial Supreme Court um Chief Justice John Marshall is the judge in the trial He's a big deal. deal. He's like, it's like bringing in RBG to settle. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and what seems to be clear is that like, he was, he was brought before a grand jury or he's brought before different juries, like, or he was arraigned four times. And every time grand juries were like, no, there's not enough evidence that you committed treason Mm -hmm. and they throw it out. But Jefferson as the president keeps pushing it. It's like, I want this dude convicted of treason. Yeah. And so it goes to chief justice, John Marshall and Jefferson is full on trying to tell chief justice john marshall like this is one of the first this is one of the first challenges to our checks and balances is he telling john marshall like i need you to t- say this guy's guilty right and marshall is jefferson's cousin and so <gasps> there's that whole i didn't know that yes marshall and jefferson were first cousins and wow. even though marshall was a federalist and jefferson was a democratic republican they're cousins and so jefferson is trying to to go after Burr with Marshall, who is his political opposite, but is his cousin. Whoa, I didn't know that part yeah. of it. Yeah. Man, it's like a so it's a soap it opera is. of a bunch of privileged white dudes. Yeah. Where it's like, come on, y'all. It's, like, it's early American political soap opera, something. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so then he goes, he goes on trial. There's all this like, there's all this hubbub because like the general who was in charge of Louisiana had been an ally of Burr and was like, I may be okay if you get some more land for us from Spain. But then when this all happens, he turns and he like, he sides with Jefferson because he doesn't want to lose his job. 
So the only piece of evidence against Burr is like a letter that apparently he wrote to this general that was like, I would like to commit treason now. <laughs> but it's clear that the general wrote it. Yeah. So it's in the general's handwriting. And people are like, well, this is clearly in your handwriting. He's like, oh, I lost the original, but I had made a copy. And John Marshall's like, no, we can't convict someone of treason because <laughs> off of this. And so he's um, he's found not guilty and he basically goes into exile. Mm -hmm. So he leaves and goes to Europe yeah. and is like, I'm out. Yeah. There's a whole other element to this after that's really sad, but is there anything else I'm missing from that part of it? No, I think I think you nailed it. And I think it's it's the story of a guy who desperately wants power and is always trying to get it and is always trying to be this, like he's trying to defy his birth status. He's trying to defy his his wealth and he wants to be one of the rich popular boys and yeah. and he's kind of a jerk and nobody likes him and so he just it's like his personality it, his his he brings himself down he causes his own yeah. downfall by this weird sort of neediness that would be his twitter bio would be kind of a jerk and nobody <laughs> likes him <laughs> aaron, at aaron burke well, the other thing too is like um he also, I can also empathize because everyone else around him is doing the same stupid jerky stuff he's doing and getting getting rewarded for it. Right. So like, right, Hamilton's being a jerk. Hamilton's like pushing his way into these things and everyone loves him for it. Yeah. The other thing too, when I was reading this is I'm like, he must've been furious when he read about Andrew Jackson and mm -hmm. the War of 1812 and then Andrew Jackson like committing treason yeah. and starting war with Spain and Florida. Yeah. And then he becomes president. And and I wonder if there's, if there's, I, I haven't studied enough about him personally, but is there just a personality flaw that he just rubbed people the wrong way? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Cause, cause it's like, you're right with Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson invaded Spanish Florida and was, was committing international law and I mean, violating international law and then later becomes president and yeah. And, I wonder if it was almost like just this personality quirk that people were like, you're just kind of a jerk and we don't like you. Well, and to me, and this, a lot of this is coming from the musical, so who knows, <laughs> but like, to me, a lot of it seems like too, it's like everyone else at least was like honest and was following their convictions, mm -hmm. even if their convictions were bad. Mm -hmm. Whereas Burr, at least in Lin-Manuel Miranda's version is always just trying to say the thing he thinks everyone right. wants. Right. And it seems like everyone can see right through it. And it's like, no, no, no. Like Jackson believed he should murder the Spanish and take over Florida. And so we're like, cool, he's a straight shooter. But it's like Burr, it just seems like he's just trying all these different things, yeah. you know? And and I agree with you that that it's, it, there's that line in Hamilton where he says, what do you, what do you stand for? You don't stand for anything. And, and yeah. it's that idea that, we may be nuts and we may be kind of going full out for what we think is right, but we think it's right. Like we're willing to do the stupid thing or, or rub people the wrong way because we believe in the principle of it. You've just fluctuate. And, and there's that scene where Burr's running for the presidency and there's all the, the, um, the folks on stage and they're just like, what does he stand for? I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. Oh, I would have a beer with him. Like right. nobody, it, nobody knows any of his principles and, yeah. and, and, and that becomes a thing. I mean, I think that becomes a, a, 
real hindrance that those people with principles, they see it so easily. They're like, you flip flopped. Yeah. He, he flipped parties just to try to win an election for the governor of New York. Um, yeah. And it's that idea. Yeah, that's the other background, right? Is that he was part of kind of, wasn't he kind of Hamilton's yeah. side? He was yeah. kind of a Federalist ish, although he would never fully right. claim it. Right. But then he's like, well, I think I can win here. Mm -hmm. And he runs against Hamilton's father in law yeah. in the other party. Cause he's like, I think I can win there. Right. So I think people could just see through the BS. Right. They're like, yeah. Exactly. So he goes to Europe, he travels around Europe. He, he tries to go meet with Napoleon and Napoleon's like, no, thank you. Which, again, that says something about his personality. It's like, yeah. this is who you want to go meet when you're in Europe is Napoleon because of what Napoleon is doing. And right. even Napoleon is like, yeah, no, not, not interested. I'm good. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to taint my legacy. Seriously. <laughs> I'm trying to conquer the world by meeting with you, Aaron. Right. Burr. You're, you're going to bring um, me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no. And so, um, yeah, so then he ends up eventually, he comes back to the United States. He uses his, his mother's maiden name, Edwards, to avoid all the people he's in debt to, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then he returns to New York and just starts practicing law and is sort of like living quietly in New York. Mm -hmm. He, um, he had, he got married. <laughs> this is the part that made me, I was reading, I was reading his, if I'm being honest, I was reading his Wikipedia page. Yeah. And I literally like exclaimed out loud, oh my gosh, because wait for this. So he's, he's 77 years old. He gets married to like a wealthy widower who's like 20 years younger than he is. Mm -hmm. Their marriage only lasts four months. And then she files for divorce and she hires as her divorce lawyer, Alexander Hamilton Jr. That's perfect. That's Hamilton perfect. And, and Elizabeth Schuyler's third son who's now a lawyer and she's like i want a divorce oh my god divorce has always been petty i mean that's so petty that's like real housewives level of petty <laughs> yes and the divorce was officially completed on the day he died oh that's i mean i shouldn't <laughs> laugh because i do no. i do think there's something fundamentally flawed in a human being for him to go through all of that but yeah, but that's hysterical in the sense that people don't change like like that. No. That really is reality TV kind of level yeah. of pettiness. And they were doing it in the 1800s. The other thing that again, going back to what we were talking about before is like he died in 1836. So it's like he had to sit in New York and watch like he had to watch Jackson become yeah. the people's president yeah. and be like, but I did that first. Yeah. Like I tried to invade Florida and you hated me for it. <laughs> like he had to watch all these things happening and he's just sitting there practicing law, like kind of trying to hide away when all he wanted was to be famous and loved yeah. and like to have to live that long and see how much everyone not hates you forgets you like doesn't yeah. care about you at all yeah i feel like is so sad that's very sad and and the book that i brought with me the heartbreak of aaron burr it's by um a ut professor named hw brands who is is one of my history sort of heroes um and whenever whenever he comes in on comes in whenever he comes on a video that we're watching in my classes i'm always telling my kids i'm like if you're going to UT, you need to get in this guy's classes. He's amazing. I've heard him lecture, blah, 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 blah. But the, the reason I bought the book is because I want to know more about Bird the human. And yeah. he, he obviously had this great love for Theodosia. And 
Um, he, she was married before. She was married to a British officer. That's how he met her during the Revolutionary War. He, he, he apparently really, really loved her. Um, they finally got married. She got divorced or the British officer was killed maybe. Um, and he married her. They had a baby, Theodosia, baby Theodosia. Um, and she died and it was like this great heartbreak in his life. And so I know he loved, I know that he had that ability. Yeah. It wasn't just all about himself. Yeah. As a, as sort of a character study, he's fascinating. So interesting. Well, I was just reading too that like, so Theodosia, his daughter, yeah, she, um, well, so he had a son, mm -hmm. Aaron Burr Alston, who died at age 10 of a fever. Oh. Then his daughter, Theodosia, died in 1812. She was lost at sea yes. off the Carolinas oh, awesome. and either murdered by pirates or shipwrecked in a storm. So if you can imagine, like, as a parent, the worst possible right. way to lose a child is to, like, not ever know. Right. Like, yeah, I just think he had such a sad life. Now, with that being said, he'd done a lot of the terrible things by that point. So it's not like we can say, oh, because of that. Right. Right. And in world history, I like to talk about Ivan the Terrible and be like, he actually did most of his terrible stuff after his wife died. So in a weird way, maybe he just really loved his wife. Yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. I think he's super fascinating. And I think his life is so sad, but it's so sad. And I also, I feel like I know him. Like, I feel like I can see him, real tragedies happen to him, mm -hmm. but I can see him then blaming all of his misfortune on those and not at all understanding. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems like one of those people that would be like, well, look at all the sad things that have happened to me that are unfair but he's like unable to take accountability on like, but also I tried to be king of Mexico. Right. And that wasn't great. right. He seems, he seems to be one of those people that really does employ the victim mentality um, yeah. that, you know, oh, poor me, this has happened to me. But then you, it's like, I mean, I can see that. And that's why I think just as a character study, he's fascinating. But you look at Alexander Hamilton, who was orphaned and, and, yeah you know, worked his, you know, it's like you have two kids who are both born into some pretty crappy circumstances and one overcomes and one, one sort of blames everybody else. And yeah, that's a really good point. So, yeah, I think that's why this is so fascinating is because it is like when you find people like this in history, I feel this way about Andrew Jackson too, where I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? When you read about them, you're like, no, that's totally human. Yeah. I've met people like that. Yeah. I can totally see how this would be like we think that when they're when they're old and they're like famous or whatever that they're somehow totally different than us and i'm like no 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 i've met that kid before yes it's exactly that, and that's that's what i love about about hamilton the musical because we see him as a as a human being and mm -hmm. it's something that as history teachers i think we're always trying to to get our students to remember these are people they have emotions they're not just in a chapter in a book that you have to yeah. memorize to do a test well. I mean, they are, when we, when we step back and we look at the emotions and the individual, the individuality, that to me is why I love history. I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I would be that petty or I would, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would say something that stupid or I, yeah. I like you, you find pieces of yourself and all of these historical figures and all of a sudden they're not just historical figures in a book they're real life people that yeah. that you can go oh i relate too hard to that and i'm embarrassed that i do so yeah it's it's part of what 
I mean, what, what this whole trip is about is, is in a, this is the cheesiest thing I'm about to say, but it. it really is trying to bring history to life. It's like, this is a, I mean, this was real and it was people's lives that were affected and it's so easy. And I think especially now it's so easy to be a couple of steps removed from each other. We're in a pandemic. We're supposed to be removed from each other, but, yeah. but that isolation and that step away from humanity has kind of got us to this society level of you're a Republican. I hate you, or you're a Democrat. I hate you, or you believe in this. I hate you. It's like this all or nothing. Yeah. And, and people are complicated. I mean, yeah, we're all just people trying to figure it out. We're all just <laughs> we're trying all to figure just... it out. And Aaron Burr, yeah. It's like, there are things that I, the more I study about any of these historical people, I'm like, there are things that I sympathize with and they're likable mm -hmm. and things that I'm like, you're so gross and ooh, but that's because they're human and it's right. What? Yeah. So it's sort of like, we could have a whole other conversation about like, do we cancel Aaron Burr? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, I think what you're talking about is like, there's, we've gotten to this point where we're like, well, they did terrible things. And so we should never talk about them again, or we should pretend they didn't exist. And it's right. like, no, no one's, no, first of all, no one's putting up statues to Aaron Burr, right. which is probably, he's rolling over in his grave, waiting he for someone wishes. to put a statue up. He wishes, yeah, he wishes we them will put a statue up. But it's like, yeah, I think that's the point is understanding that like the people in the past weren't better than us or worse than us. They were just, it's like, they were exactly the same. Yeah. And to me, like what you're saying too, is like, I think there's also a future element to it too. I like to talk to my kids about like, so you could be one of these bold words in the textbook. Yeah. Like yeah. you're a person just like they were. And so it's like something that you're living, especially right now, Absolutely. things we're living through right now, like Colin Kaepernick might be in a textbook one day and yeah. you're gonna, t your grandkids are gonna be like, what was that like? And you're like, I don't know, he's just a football player to me. But right. like, you know what I mean? There are just things that are gonna be then in the textbook that you're like, well, that's weird. Cause that was just, that was just me or my life or whatever I experienced. Uh -huh. And that's how they felt too. Yeah. So. And, and again, I, even back in March when, when we were all going home for spring break and then we, we never went back. I, you know, I was, I was telling my class, I was like, this is a big deal. This is a global yeah. pandemic and nobody has lived through this and we don't know how to do this. And aside from the fear and the scariness and the unknown, kind of look at it as this, like, I understand that you are living through history, that this mm -hmm. is something, this particular event is something that you're going to tell your children and your grandchildren about. And I don't know what it's going to look like on the other end. But pay yeah. attention because this is this is a historical moment, and to be able to recognize this is a historical moment, and and yeah. I, it, just like they didn't know how it was going to play out, we didn't know what the end result was going to be for Aaron Burr. We didn't know that Alexander Hamilton would die in a duel. That's a stupid way to die. What a dumb way to die <laughs> for somebody. Yeah. So it's like our advice to our students is like pay attention, be documenting things, keep a journal. And also don't kill the secretary of the treasury right. and don't try to become king of Mexico. Don't get in duels. Duels are stupid. Send me the link and I'll post the link on all of my stuff too. And send me all of your tags and, and, and whatever. whatever hashtags I'm supposed to use. I'll make the longest hashtag ever for you. <laughs> Be like Emily Glankler and Kathy Cluck on the great American history road trip. Yes, I'm totally going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be on Twitter when I post this link. <laughs> That's it. There we go. Oh man. Okay, well have fun on your trip and drive safely. All right, thanks. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.